taking your questions and talking about King. Welcome to BSing with Barrick and Sheba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Very good, honey. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. So what are we talking about tonight? Oh my God, we have so much stuff to talk about and so little time to do it in and... No, we have all the time we want. Oh, good. Okay. That's right. It's our podcast. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we can BS as long as we want. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, let's, you know, I mean, we, it's been a long time since we've been in the studio. We we're discussing this before we got on. With our producer. With our producer. <laughs> that, that we haven't actually been in the studio since February. February. Has it been that long? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so um, the previous the previous BSing was done at Beat Me in St. Louis. And the one before that was done on a cruise line. On the high seas. Up on the high seas. (laughs) And so this is the first time back in the studio where the sound equipment really is great. (laughs) And we can get naked and do this podcast in the all around. Bow, bow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So so do you want to get to a first question or you want to? Yeah, sure. What the heck? Okay, all right. So um, just in case this is your first time. Tuning into the podcast, we'll give you the brief. What happens is we get asked questions. People email them to us. People talk to us. People text us. People just bump into us on the street and say, hey, I have a question. (laughs) And so we pull it down, you know, print it up and bring it to us. And frequently, uh, most people don't want us to use their names. So we normally call them anonymous. Ms. Anonymous or Mr. Anonymous. Absolutely. (laughs) So if you do have any questions that you're interested in having us answer on the podcast, you can uh, email us at Barak and Sheba, B-A-R-A-K-N-S-H-E-B-A, at AOL, Hotmail, Gmail, Yahoo, any address you can think about, and eventually we'll get to it. (laughs) Okay, so let's start. Let's start with the sex one because you know I'm all sexed up from from sexting with you know who. Right, absolutely. Okay, so intercourse. <laughs> See, I'm already distracted. <laughs> right. It's just a word. Intercourse. <laughs> Bing, there she goes. Squirrel. Intercourse has always been the conclusion to my BDSM or DS play. My power exchange relationship has always been a sexual partner. I have been involved in the community for a while, and I am finding that this dynamic is not the norm within the greater community. And I am finding myself in a situation where sex is not the end of the scene for me. So, their question is, do you separate sex from BDSM play? And if so, how does that work? I have no idea. (laughs) I've tried to separate the two, and I just can't because <laughs> even if i'm not actually having sex mm-hmm. after a scene if i'm indulging myself in my masochistic fantasies and, and taking a beating afterwards there's sex even if it's by myself and i go back to the room and i'm like bruised and bloody i'm masturbating because i'm all kinds of turned on mm-hmm. so i guess for me sex is the conclusion even if it's my own personal Absolutely. Well, Sexual we were, we were uh We were hanging out with some friends this weekend, and we'll talk about that in a little while. We were hanging out with some friends, and one of our friends over the table, he, he says, uh, he says, well, we, we, my partner and I only have one rule, you know, when we're going to play with other people at, at any kind of functions or events or anything like that. And it's, the rule is, bring it home hot. 
Bring it home hot. I like Bring that. it home hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's what he said. And uh, that was after... He after I, you were getting it hot with him? I... Yeah, well, I was watching. I know. It was just a little bit. <laughs> He's just a hot. He is hot. He really is hot. And um, I look forward to seeing you shortly. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to watching, and you know who you are. <laughs> anyway, back to the question. Um, what was the question again? Yeah, intercourse. <laughs> Squirrel. So, um, do do I separate sex from BDSM play? No. Not really, but um, I do separate actual intercourse from BDSM play yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part. My my anybody who's ever played with me, anybody who's ever watched me play, you'll know that I my play is highly sexualized. I derive a great amount of sexual energy and excitement from playing, hurting, hurting someone, enjoying that uh, the sensation. And so for me, it's not it's not very much. Uh, of a separation and so there is there can be the natural conclusion of orgasm and tradi- but traditionally I separate my intercourse and my and my DS and my and my BDSM play mm-hmm. mainly because that's somebody I, I'm you know just between you and me of course I tend to be a tremendous flirt and I love to get my sex on but when it comes to actual intercourse I tend to be a little conservative Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a, it takes quite a while before I'm I'm willing to open myself up in that fashion and actually stick my dick in another person. Mm-hmm. So, but you'll stick other things in people. Absolutely, <laughs> anything I can find, pretty much. <laughs> From ketchup bottles to baseball bats, I'm all about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess to answer the question. We shouldn't have even asked the question because neither one of us do that. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. That's not true. When I beat, uh, when I, when I play with certain masochistic bottoms, mm-hmm. and it's all about um, their their pain threshold and where I can take them with that, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's a cathartic scene for them, uh, then usually, no, I mean, always, it's not a sexual thing until way afterwards, um, meaning that. Um, when I go back in my fantasies to what the energy was and how I took that person to a certain level, then yes, I can take it to a sexual place Mm -hmm. with another partner or on my own. But with the person that I just um, experienced the the, the catharsis with, Mm -hmm. no, there's usually not any kind of sexual connotation to that. It's always about their pain and their, their pain trip and their pain flight where they took that. Um, and where they allowed themselves to go. Yeah, I, I tend to. I'll agree with you on that one. I tend to whenever I tend to do heavier scenes um, that are strictly for that. For that, while it may have a, a sexual bent for me, it if I'm going to go there and, and and let me back up a step because because this person also asked about about DS DS situations and in in other um, in other situations some of my ds while having some sexual energy involved doesn't include sex for me so when i've done a um uh, when i've done a lot of setup with ds and with a slave and or a uh, and or a submissive for me there there doesn't have to be that sexual ending it's more about the power exchange mm-hmm. and so and so while that power exchange still comes from a from a sexual base of control it's not always about the actual physical sexual interaction. In fact, very rarely is it. 
You know, that's that's how. So so the D a, a lot of DS and I actually separate. I was having this discussion with um, a former candidate um, that I was looking at uh, for for being mine. There was a concern because they derive their um, they derive their submission and their slavery through through a lot of sexual appreciation. And I was so appreciation as in like cock worship. Is that what we're well, talking about? Not necessarily cock worship, but but just sexual interaction oh, okay. and allowing them to be a to be a sex slave and to be to be um, you know used in sexual service and that and they derived a bit of their self worth from being sexualized. Okay. And and for me, I have to work through uh, that because a lot of for me when I have property. Uh, I don't, you know, for instance, I don't go out and stick my dick in my motorcycle. And, <laughs> right. And it really? Because I masturbate on mine all the time. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, so Harley Davidson is a Milwaukee vibrator. But... <laughs> Second gear. Girl's best friend. <laughs> so so, so, so it, for me, when a, when a person is my property, sure, I'm happy to use them in a sexual manner, but it's for my personal gratification. It's not for theirs. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's my particular take on that one. Hopefully we got enough of an answer out between the two of us <laughs> that, that that gave you some insight into our opinion. But Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous, you can always follow up with an extra question if mm-hmm. you have more or you'd like us to expound a little bit because mm-hmm. there's nothing more that we like better than to expound. Expound. No, um, and just just know for those of you out there listening, um, our caveat: this is our opinions, and no two, no other two like it. And it's all essentially the crap we pull out of our experience and our our ass. Right. So that's why it's called BSing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So so let's talk about what are we doing? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, well, I know that I have a special day coming up. Yes. And no, it's, it's actually a- the month has started. It is my birth month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will be celebrating every day. <laughs> so those of you who are um who are going to be joining us up at uh the Purple Rose Society in Akron on uh May the twelfth. What are we teaching? We're teaching unconventional consciousness. Oh. Yeah, that's that's the one with the uh secret box of the secret box. The secret box. I'm going to show my box to everyone there. <laughs> yep. So we'll be up at PRS in Akron. Um, please feel free to join us. It's uh, um, I'm not sure what the cost is to get in, but it normally is somewhere around 15, 20 bucks for the night. You get to you get to hang out, um, uh, see what we have to say, and hang around for a play party. Hang around for a play party, which is mm-hmm. fan- always fantastic. They got a great little. Uh, play space up there and it's always good to see the prs board because mm-hmm. um, they're really good people up in north eastern ohio mm-hmm. where else are we going to be well we're going <gasps> Wait, to be the night before that is the meet and greet yeah yeah so, so we'll be celebrating my birthday there as well <laughs> <laughs> yep so uh bring presents because she always <laughs> and make sure they're wrapped they don't have to be anything i mean it could be an empty box it could be an empty box i love unwrapping things <laughs> It should be a fetish. <laughs> I think it is. You can. It you is can now. It I'm going to make it a fetish. Right. <laughs> so we will be celebrating um, uh, Sheba's birthday at the uh, May 11th meet and greet at the 8 Ball on Morse Road. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to be there at uh, about 8, 8 p.m. until God knows when. Um, so feel free to join us. It's open to everybody. It's We ask uh, very politely for a $5 donation because we tip the waitresses really well. Mm-hmm. We also provide all the music and the pool tables mm-hmm. um, by renting out part of the facility there. So please join us for that. Oh, we need to back up another couple days from that because mm-hmm. we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. On Monday night. We are. We will be at the space, the... The room. Not the, the space. No, the room. The room. The room. What are they calling that? The, the com- room. The com- no, they're just calling it the room. No, it's called something else. The The Center for, for Insight. The room at the Columbus Insight Center. The room at... You heard it direct here. <laughs> the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Um, at 4161 North High Street. <laughs> I had to get that in. No, I understand. I made him look for the address, so I had well, to get yeah, it in. Well, yeah, that's true. So we will be doing... Um, energy so, exchange mm-hmm. while playing. Mm-hmm. What Basically, it's a lot of our experience with energy movement up the chakra line. Down from, the chakra line. Down the chakra line. From the first chakra on. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about some real woo stuff. Uh, stuff we normally don't get into with our regular classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Well, Sheba and I have extensive experience. Are we going to do a demo? Uh, we might. Okay. Do you want to do a chakra merging? Sure. That'd be fun. Can we get naked in that space? I don't yes. know. Yay! Oh. Yeah. So we might. You might even see us naked. Who knows? Okay. So, are we gonna take another question? We should. Okay. We should take another question. Take another question. I could take another question. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Uh-oh. He couldn't decide. What question is it going to be? I don't know. Do you, do you want to do this question or that question? All right. Oh, I'll do, let's, I'll do, I'll do this one. This is a fun one because I just was talking to, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. Yes. Who, and my, my girlfriend who happened to have written a couple of things that have gone kinky and popular and she's all excited about it. So. <laughs> kinky anyway. and popular. Kinky and popular. All right. She wrote these couple articles. Anyway. Um. So, several this this Mr. Anonymous writes, several women have told me that I'm too nice in normal life for a dominant guy. I simply love women. Within a scene, I really enjoy giving a good beating or maybe humiliating my partner. I know they like it. I know I like it. But in my daily life, I'm not rude. I really think that I'm a mix of two different things. Like, I don't know, Reese's peanut butter cup, chocolate and peanut butter. <gasps> Yummy. Yummy. Mm. I do love those. You know, because they have the perfect peanut butter and chocolate ratio. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> love that shit. Reese's peanut butter cups. Okay. This 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 podcast is sponsored <laughs> no, 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 no. by Reese's. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> I really think I'm a mixture of two different things in everyday life. I love to pamper and seduce women. And in the scene, I love to hurt and dominate them. I am concerned. Is this normal? How can I overcome my concerns about it? Well, Mr. Anonymous? I would like to volunteer to help you with that. (laughs) There's nothing I like better than a man with conflict. (laughs) That's true. Right, because you'll straighten him right out. Straighten him right out. (laughs) Um, Honestly, it's it's really, I, I have to say this, it's a moot issue. Um, and the reason I say it's a mood issue is because you can be whatever you want to be at any moment you want to be it. Um, you know, this is one of the things that I was talking to uh, talking to my girlfriend about. Like I said, uh, she and I were. Dis- she said to me, "Well, you're not a mean and nasty sadist." And the truth is, you're absolutely right. I'm not. I'm a sadist, most certainly. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm a very happy and joyful sadist. <laughs> and I'm a very friendly and seductive sadist. He's a teddy bear sadist. I'm a teddy bear sadist, mm-hmm. right? I, I, you know, you're not going to see me being very mean because mean isn't really my thing. You know, means my thing. Right, means your thing. <laughs> right, like sticking a needle through somebody's fucking foot. Holy crap! <laughs> you know, I do love. I do love causing pain. It brings me a sexual charge to to to, to bring pain to somebody, and the whole time I'm going to be smiling and tap dancing and enjoying. You know, because that's something that I love, and and it's not about being rude or nasty or whatever. I mean, if that's your shtick, go for it. You know, let it happen. But for me, you know, I'm your friendly, happy sadist. Uh-huh. Now, here, I'll give you an example of 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 a, of a sadist who uh, likes to, to um, honor women and be a gentleman when he is out with them, but also likes that bit of power and control. So um, a, a person that I used to play with, shout out to the caveman, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, the caveman. Oh, my gosh. Um, he was the he, nicest guy? He was. He um, took me out to dinner, but not before. He wouldn't let me out of the car until he attached a, um, um, what are the safety things called that you put on your glasses, that hold your glasses on, the little rope that has the two little oh, yeah, things yeah, that yeah, fit yeah. over the earbuds? We, uh, I don't know. I always used the neoprene ones, the, the froggy froggies or whatever they were. Anyway, so it goes from one side of your glasses to the other, and it's a little rope that goes behind your head old, that holds old, your glasses. Old, granny, old grannies and librarians wear them. You Whatever. See them <laughs> so at the time, I had a genital piercing, and he would take the end of that piercing and, and slide one of the, the ends of the glass holder onto it. And then he would pull the rest of it through um, the zipper of my jeans and use it as a leash so that when we walked into the restaurant, he was very gentlemanly. You know, he would open the door for me. He would pull out my chair for me. So to all outwardly appearances, he was an absolute gentleman about everything. No one in that restaurant had any idea that he was holding on to a leash that was attached to my genitals at the same time. And it was the hottest fucking <laughs> shit that, I, that we not that we've ever done, but it was one of the hottest things that we had ever done. It was amazing mm-hmm. um, the amount of energy that was going back and forth between us. At the same time, he was being a perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, one thing I know about the caveman is he loves women. He does. I mean, absolutely loves women. And there was no, there was, I've, I'd never seen him disrespect any woman. Mm-mm. You know, and that, and that's 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 one of the things. I, I, I'm about the same way. I will not disrespect anybody unless I'm disrespected first. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had actually at, at, at points in time he would um, he would gently put his wife's shoes on and then tie them on for her, um, and she would just look adoringly at him when he did this. It, it was a part of their relationship that she would allow him to to do things like this even though he was the dominant because he got to say, this is how I want to dominate you. I want to dominate you by doing certain things for you. And I want your devotion and respect. And I want to be able to do these things. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the agreements you make. I think absolutely choose to be the gentleman dominant Mm -hmm. and, 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 or the gentleman sadist because it says here he loves to hurt and dominate them. Mm -hmm. 
so the caveman, I mean, he liked to hurt too. Don't get me wrong. It was not all, you know, fun full, games. Fun, well, it, was, it was a lot of fun and games, but there was some pain involved. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Mr. Anonymous, um, get your kink on any way you want yeah. to. Your kink is your kink and, and just enjoy it. That's what it's, you know, find your bliss. Yep. And the, th- the thing you need to know, at least from my point of view, is it took me about two years to kind of settle in to how I was going to be, you know, because up until that point, I, I wanted to be the gentleman or I wanted to be a sensualist or I wanted to be this or I wanted to be that because I had some opinion in my head about the labels that I would receive. And once you get over that, once you release that attachment to what you think other people think about you, mm-hmm. right? Or you start to use it in your scenes because now... <laughs> There's actually a term. It's a, he's been verbed. Barrick has been verbed. Oh, <laughs> so now some of the things that he does to people, it's it's called it's called getting barracked. <laughs> <laughs> so so sometimes we use that in the things that we do to each other. <laughs> Just a little, you know. Poke now and then. Right. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, let me see you barrack me. <laughs> I don't know about all that, ladies and gentlemen, but um, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. So what have what have we been doing? Well, I'll tell you. We just got back. <clears throat> we just uh, we just hopped off a plane yesterday. We we were lucky enough to have a fabulous vacation down in. But it rained. I know, it rained, but it didn't days. rain. But we did find things to yeah, do indoors. <laughs> but it didn't rain the first couple days we were down there. No, it was it, it was, was gorgeous. So we had a we had a we went down to. Uh, we went down to lovely Fort Lauderdale, and we went down to, and we... And then went further down to Miami. Yep, we spent And the co- difference is, Fort Lauderdale, very yeah. relaxed, very laid-back atmosphere. Not so Miami, holy crap, yep. too many New Yorkers live down yep. in Miami. <laughs> yep, so the, so the first couple of days, I mean, we, we ended up on the beach, we had dinner with friends, we hung out with uh, uh, your relatives, and we had a really great time. Mm-hmm. Really nice. You know, we got to see the lizard, lizard, lizard. No. <laughs> You know, and you got to see your bromance. I did. I did. <laughs> I got to spend a little time with a, a guy I have a real big crush on, um, who is fucking hot, and you know who you are. Um, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> You're distracted now, aren't you? I can yeah, tell. Yep, you, yep, you've yep, got yep, that yep, cute yep. little flush going on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so, so anyway, we had dinner with some some great great peeps and, and good friends, and we. Um, and then we we got a hotel on on um, on Miami Beach, and mm. we uh, spent some time drinking mojitos, <laughs> and finding and finding the most frou frou places that I could try food at. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. And we had we had we went to that place with uh, your chef guy, <laughs> with your chef guy, with your chef guy, <laughs> and and Mishi's. We went to Mishi's. Mm. Right, Mishi's was M- the Michelle, the whatever her name is. <laughs> All okay. So so when we go on vacation, Sheba. Loves to, yeah, I mean, she she watches. I love the Food Network. Right, I can't right. help it. So she watches Top Chef and Chopped and uh, I don't know what else. America's Top America's Chopped. Next Top Chef or right. whatever the hell. Yeah. America's Top Iron Chef with with a cleaver. I don't know whatever. And um, although Mark Damascus, you know, the guy who used to be on all these martial arts movies, mm. is now. He's the Iron Chef guy. He's the Iron He's Chef the guy. He's the chairman. He's the chairman. You know, uh, and you watch him do the, you, you know, you're watching him doing the stuff and you're like, really? That's the martial arts guy. Yeah. I don't care. Your movie's failed. Now you're the chairman. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on. So, 
we did that, and we we went one night. We went to go see this the the most excellent uh, museum. It was called. What was it called? It was called Weem. Weem. The World, World Erotic of, uh, Art Museum. Mm-hmm. The World Erotic Art Museum. And it started with this mom who had originally gotten her son, her 20-something son, his first piece of erotic artwork for his mm-hmm. his brand new apartment that yep. he had just uh, moved into. Right. And he told her, it, it's just not erotic, erotic enough. enough. Mm-hmm. So she started this like lifelong quest to find different pieces of erotic art um, to share with her son. Mm-hmm. So she so she would get him all these different erotic pieces, and it's amazing. The collection mm-hmm. was incredible. Yep, and we'll we'll actually hopefully uh, we'll include a picture of Sheba sitting on a giant cock. Yes, um, <laughs> with, with, the, it, with the podcast. It was the cock on, and on balls a, of my dreams. It was huge. This, this it was gold. Cock, the gold cock and balls tended to be, it was like eight feet high. No, it, it had to have been at least eight and a half or nine. Oh, it was huge. It was huge. And it was like, it was like two or three foot around. She couldn't even reach around to the whole thing. And I'm she, a size queen. So uh, I was just like, you know, in heaven, just rubbing herself on this, trying to suck this thing. <laughs> so when you, so when you, when you, uh, uh, check it out, we'll, we'll probably post a picture on, of it on FET and we'll have a post for the, uh, for the the gigantic cock of doom, <laughs> and there were I mean all these statues and just beautiful erotic art from everywhere from you know from Japan from China from the Middle East from um, there was some from uh, Sweden and that guy who carved the bed. Oh, there was this, oh incredible! My, oh, spent you know there's like 138 different erotic um, carvings, Kama Sutra Kama carvings. Su- carving on four pillars that were about one foot in diameter big tree penises that were the that were that it was a four poster bed that was and incredible. it was just incredibly beautiful and uh, uh as and a, the energy coming off of that was yeah. just like i mean you wanted to you wanted to hop in that bed right then and right. just yeah and just do it go and at was, it and there was a sign on the bed that said don't do, do not <laughs> don't don't fuck on this bed please <laughs> you know and and just there was there was a uh, there's an artist erotic art by uh, Peter Kurzienski. Did you did you tell I, our friend about it? Our 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 friend who likes tentacle. Oh, I actually it? sent her several pictures. Oh. <laughs> said, as as everybody who listens to the podcast knows, uh, Dawn of Dan and Dawn loves uh, tentacle sex, and there was a there was a um, sculpture by Peter Kurzienski. I think that's the, how how I'm pronouncing the name right. Um, and I, I probably am not. Anyway, he did this gorgeous statue of this woman being dragged under something by these kind of dildo-y, penis-y, tentacle-y things that were just... It was just so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were there were a couple of things that I liked. There was a couple of... There was a centaur girl who had <laughs> two extra legs and there was all this, you know, lactation and <laughs> stuff I'm into. This, you know, little cowgirls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Cowgirls don't rare. <laughs> they moo, actually. Yes. They moo when you milk them lovely. <laughs> I got I got to I'm gonna, eventually I'm going to find somebody. Eventually, honey. Eventually. eventually. So So <laughs> There's more to hear on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with Dan and Don. It's an educational, entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And then once monthly, you can catch special episodes of EA hosted by Lee Harrington and... Oh, and Lee Harrington. And that is it. Hmm. And Lee 
Harrington. And if you, <laughs> so. So, next question, next please. Question. You want to do the opposite of what we just talked about? We just talked about sex. No, we talked about domination. Yeah, we talked about domination and sadism. So we should talk about being an asshole and a sadist instead of a gentleman and a sadist? Sure, why not? <laughs> so, this, this S-type says, um, and this is not an asshole and a sadist. This is just uh, the question we got. <laughs> so I started playing with a new D-type. Our first play session was Saturday. We had negotiated and knew what we wanted to try. We, when we were all done, the guy I was playing with saw all the marks on me. I could see he felt guilty. He told me that he had gone farther than he wanted to and that it would never happen again. My issue is that now I'm sad because I really enjoyed myself. When we discussed it, he gave me a very firm no and a look that said, don't push me. He doesn't mind spanking me with a hand, but is afraid to harm me. He knows I like pain. However, he doesn't trust me to say when it's enough. What do I do? Well, that's a toughie. No, it's not. Dump him. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good suggestion, actually. I know. Because, you know, if you're sexually incompatible with somebody or play incompatible with somebody, then... Then Then don't don't keep playing. It's going to frustrate you. It's going to frustrate them. You're not going to get what you want. They're not going to be able to to get what they want out Mm -hmm. of it. So, you know, the incompatibility is just going to push you further and further apart instead of trying to mold someone into the submissive or the dominant that you're looking for you you need to be able to say this is what i want from my play and 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 if you're not able to give me that that's fine Mm -hmm. you know maybe we could do some other type of play and i'll look for this type of play elsewhere or you know or maybe we can just be friends Mm -hmm. it is hard it's hard to it's difficult um, to have some form of incompatibility that that stops your relationship, and this is one of the reasons that Sheba and I are poly. <laughs> really, we you know we we when we used to play together, we had a great time, and and not saying we don't play together now, but because we do. But when we used to play together, um, we used to play really heavy, and and at at a certain point, it became difficult for me to really lay it down hard on her, mm-hmm. you know, because I I love I love her. You know, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Aww. And so I don't want to harm her permanently. I don't want to create any issue in our relationship where she looks up at me and doesn't trust me anymore. Mm-hmm. So I understand that feeling um, and the scariness that you... That, but you have to realize that if you're, if you're willing to go there, if you're willing to... Um, trust that that you're not going to harm each other you have to be able to communicate openly mm-hmm. and in, in order to do that you have to trust that your partner is going to tell them what you know tr- tell you when they've had enough mm-hmm. and if they haven't had enough to, to ask or even my personal favorite beg for more <laughs> <laughs> hurt me oh, God. my favorite two words oh, my God. I, used to, I used to have this play partner <laughs> I used to have this play partner. Oh, my God. She used to look up at me with these lustful eyes <laughs> and say that to me. Hurt me. And I was like, oh, this made my cock rock hard. <laughs> so. Why does everything come back to sex? Hello. Okay. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> hello. So as far as... um. Uh, talking about it and, and being honest with this person that you're playing with. I mean, just lay it out there. 
tell them this is what you want. And if they can't give it to you, that's fine, you know. Um, And maybe they think that they can eventually. And maybe they just need to build build up to that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, help where you can, you know. Instruct them on what it is that you like and just how much you like. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe one night you get what you want and one night he gets what he wants. mm -hmm. You know, he gets a soft special spanking and a little bit of knick-knick and... I hate when you call it that. Nick Nick? Yeah. I don't know where you got that. I don't either. <laughs> I have no idea where I got that. Um, and, and so one night you get a, a, a slow sensual spanking, and the next night it's rough and hard. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know? And you may... This is one of the reasons... Because Sheba and I now, uh, our, our focus, our, our, our most exciting play now is primarily with rope. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and our sex... Um, involves a little bit of uh, a little bit of heavier play, but it's mostly um, it's mostly sexual in, in nature. You know, a little bit of choking, a little bit of you know gagging, a little bit of cock stuffing. <laughs> and I think we're done now. <laughs> Let's get on to the cock stuffing, shall we? <laughs> yep. So. Okay. So I hope that answers that question for the most part. Oh, what else are we doing besides cock stuffing? <laughs> oh, wait. There's a TNG munch coming mm-hmm. up. Yep, that's true. May 8th at the usual place. At the usual place. Which is the Union. It is the Union. On High Street. Mm-hmm. And then there is a, a, a new to kink. So with the TNG, just just a quick briefy for the TNG. You want to make sure that if you go to the TNG, which is the which is the next AIS, the next generation, it is it is open to people who are nineteen uh, to thirty five years old and their partners. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we can't go anymore. No, we can't corrupt the youth. Oh. Um. Well, yes, the youth will have to come to the meet and greet, the regular meet and greet. And that, then we can corrupt you. That Friday night <laughs> on uh, May the 11th uh, to enjoy Sheba's birthday. <laughs> so, But there's a new group as well. Absolutely. On May 15th, which mm-hmm. is a Tuesday night. If you are new to the scene and have been in the public scene anywhere for less than a year, uh, you're more than welcome. We're doing a, fo- a series of four classes. Um, and each one contains a different set of topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was um, uh, surviving events. The second one was negotiation um, negotiation and consent. Uh, and the third one is going to be about something else. <laughs> and that's the, uh, the AIS cruise director and the mm-hmm. AIS flight attendant mm-hmm. who are running those. So mm-hmm. in case you don't know, that's Deb and Tiffy. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got coming up? Well, wait, wait, wait. There's, there's big stuff coming. I know. I know. There's really big stuff coming. <laughs> besides the cock stuffing. Because <laughs> if you haven't heard, um, you should have by now. But if you haven't heard, um, there is a brand new event coming to Columbus brought by uh, Blue Cat Services, which is the Erotic Awakening uh, Network's parent body. Uh, Parent body. Uh, it's the parent body. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's it's brought to you by Erotic Awakenings, i.e. Blue Cat Services, uh, i.e. Dan and Dawn, and AIS. Uh, what we're doing is it's the Power Exchange Summit. It's the first thing of its kind that coming to Columbus. And it's an event that is all about power exchange. And not just Tom Sub, Master Slave, Owner Property, Owner Pet, Daddy Mommy, Mommy Daddy, 
Junior and Son, Sanford and Son. I don't know. It's about, <laughs> it's about, it's about all I things. I want to see that kind of power exchange. <laughs> Does it include heart attack play? Absolutely. Elizabeth, Elizabeth I'm, I'm coming, Elizabeth, I'm coming to you. I'm coming. It's the big one, Wheezy, Wheezy. Oh God! Now you got your old TV references all fucked up. <laughs> well, it was Wheezy. Wheezy was Wheezy was what? Good times? No. What was Wheezy? Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> oh God! I never watched TV. What the fuck do I know? I, I I used to see the commercials with uh, with Red Fox holding his chest, going, "I'm coming." I'm coming. I thought it was Elizabeth. It wasn't was. It? Elizabeth. it was Elizabeth. Right? You're a goofball. <laughs> and her son, and, and the son, who I don't even think was black, he was like he was like Mexican, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't even know. His name was Carlos something. No, <laughs> was it? Was that Cheech and Chong? Yeah, I think I so. <laughs> I don't have a clue. I, know, I was I so t- fucking high those days. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I was, I, man, I, the TV would just roll. I would try to sync it up with uh, Dark Side of the Moon, see what happened. <laughs> <laughs> finally win. Finally won big with... Uh, with what? With the with that uh, movie with the with the chick with the gold... With the ruby slippers. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that? Oh, my God. <laughs> One Flew Over the Rainbow? Yeah, something like mm. that. So, anyway, the Power Exchange <laughs> Summit... It's the first weekend in June, June 1st through the 3rd. Mm-hmm. But something else is going to be happening Absolutely. on June 1st during that same weekend. Yep. On June 1st, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from AIS, COPE is coming. Everybody remember COPE, the Central Ohio Perversion Excursion. On September 14th and 15th, it's coming to you. It is a, a two-day, it is a two-night, one-day, full-day play party event, kink extravaganza, and this time it is going to be incredible. We have a huge lineup of uh, presenters that we will have out on the on the website here shortly, mm-hmm. uh, including some of the some some really. Uh, hot and famous people, some publishers, some people from out of state, some people from in the state, some people from everywhere. We're going to have classes on rope. We're going to have classes on fear play. We're going to have classes on you name it. Everything but no piercing of the skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just in cl- just in case, tickets normally sell out really, really quickly. So if you're interested in being part of this, you want to get on the stick pretty quick. Get on the stick. Get I do want stick. to get on the stick, and I pretty know. quick. The uh, tickets are going on sale at midnight, Friday night, uh, June 1st. And it's a first come, first serve. We have 300 tickets for sale. And Wicked, Wicked went in three days. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to make this last. We're hoping this will go at least five days. <laughs> Yes, ladies, we like when it lasts a little bit longer, don't we? <laughs> Three versus five. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Now, one of the things you should know, if you volunteer, these tickets go so fast. They go so fast. If you are thinking about volunteering, do it. Because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be sending out a letter to all the volunteers um, to get in early to the next event. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Which guarantees them a what? 
A chocolate room. A chocolate room. And if you don't know what a chocolate room is, we basically shut down half the hotel and it becomes the entire event space. So if you want to come in in jeans and a t-shirt, that's fine. If you want to come in two band-aids and a cork, it's fine. (laughs) Hey. No, I can't do that. Nope. No, it wouldn't hit, you know, the standard model kink that I have going on. All right. So you want one last question or are we going to... Well, I don't know. Do we have one last question that we go really quickly? Okay. No. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> yeah, with that one, there's that one. Which one? The this one. Ready? Okay. I am fairly new. I don't like ropes. I'm not into spanking. I don't like leaving marks on people, but I do enjoy being restrained. I also like things like cuffs, spreader bars, and gags, but not to an extreme. How can I let people know I don't like it heavy? Easy. <laughs> Easy. You tell them. <laughs> right. When you say, I don't like it heavy, be very specific about what you don't like. <laughs> say, I don't like ropes, spanking, or leaving marks. Mm-hmm. And what I like to do when negotiating is I opt in for things instead of opting out. I like to tell people what they can do versus what they can't do. Because invariably, I will forget to tell them something they can't do. And for sure, with some of the extreme players that I like to to play with, they will come up with a way around whatever I have told them that they can't do. And they will use it against me. Which, you know, sometimes I like and sometimes I don't. So mm-hmm. go for the opt-in method, not the opt-out. And you'll find. I mean, I, there was there was a there was a dom dominant woman that I met the other day who who went out of her way to say, "Look, I don't like pain. I am not interested in causing pain. I'm not interested in being a part of pain. Don't like it. I am a sensualist, and I like it soft and easy and gentle. And so, just find somebody like that when you're negotiating. Find somebody who's who's not into the into into a lot of pain." You know, and there's a lot of people who can play all the way from one end of the spectrum to the other. You just got to be clear about your needs, wants, and desires. Right. Yeah. Because the meanest teddy bear dominant will also be the softest, squishiest, snuggly bear dominant. Absolutely. So. Yep. So that's, that's, that's how, well, how, okay. So that's that for that one. That was a <laughs> that quick, that's that, that, that for that one. Really? That was short. That was, I told you it was short. Okay. That's pretty so, easy. so how do you contact us? Well, if you're on FetLife, you can just type in B-A-R-A-K. That's mine. I'm Barrick. And I am Brat Sheba, Brat, B-R-A-T underscore S-H-E-B-A. Mm-hmm. You can also check us out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Brat Sheba or AIS underscore org mm-hmm. um, are both the Twitter accounts. Yep. If you want to email us, uh, you can either send us uh, an individual FET mail or you can email to B-A-R-A-K-N-S-H-E-B-A at Yahoo, AOL, Hotmail, Gmail, you name it, we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's best to get us on AOL or Yahoo. Um, we answer those the quickest. And... Um, you can also get us at owner, O-W-N-E-R, at adventuresinsexuality.org. You can Hi, also... Kitty, kitty. <laughs> Do you want to talk? Uh... The producer's cat has joined us on the table. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I like better than pussy on the table. Yeah. Well, you know, when pussy's on the table... It's time to, to log off. <laughs> <laughs> you can check out our individual <laughs> presenter website at panpolybdsm.com 
or adventuresinsexuality.org. That's one word, Adventures in Sexuality. Or you can find us on Facebook mm-hmm. under Brat underscore Sheba or AIS. Mm-hmm. Uh. So thanks for listening to BSing with uh, Barrack and Sheba. We will be back on the first Monday of next month. That is the day after PXS. Who knows where we're going to be recording <laughs> from. That's going to be a crazy wild weekend. That is going to be a crazy wild weekend. Okay. I'm done. Turn it off. <laughs>